Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey folks, welcome to this edition of Dog Walk Talk. I'm your host, Jake Roos of Dogs HQ. And with me as always, the man, PT himself, Palmer Toms, beat rider at Dogs HQ. Palmer, how you feeling this week, brother? Doing well. We got another week of uh, coverage over at Dogs HQ, getting you ready for Georgia and South Carolina this Saturday. Really excited about this matchup, SEC opener. You know, and I think Georgia's going to be out for revenge. Kirby might have said that uh, that that 2019 game was uh, more lingering in their minds last year, but I think it's certainly going to come to the the forefront on Saturday when the teams start battling between the hedges. Yeah, you know, I got to feel that uh, there are still some guys on this squad from that time, and I, I bet that memory hasn't quite left them. So, uh, yeah, South Carolina, look, I mean, they've been a thorn in Georgia's side several times over the years, whether it's a little trip-up game. Um, you know, the Spurrier area era was what it was. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that anybody's coming into this one with a lot of uh, maybe fear for the, the Gamecocks. But at the same time, um, you know, look, like you said, it's an SEC opponent, and you can never take that lightly. Kirby knows that and, as well as anyone. And that was the case in 2019. I mean, yeah. they didn't come into that game thinking that they were going to get upset. So, you know, like, like you said, it's a, it's an SEC opponent. It's your SEC opener. You really want to be on top of your game there. And, uh, you know, it's it's you know, it just means more. Once you get into the conference, you got to come ready to play every week. 
listen to Palmer over here dropping the motto of the conference. He's a he's a he's a uh, he's a company man. Um, all right, let's dive right in. You had a great conversation with Augusta Stone. Uh, I believe she's with the state now. Is that correct? Um, over yes, there, yes. Uh, living in Columbia, covering the Gamecocks. Good friend of UGA ours. grad, UGA yeah. grad. Yeah, uh, wouldn't wish Columbia Columbia on anybody, but you know, happy for her, and, and uh, it looks like it's a great gig. So. Um, you know, what were your takeaways in talking to Augusta? I guess, what are the, what do dog fans need to know about this Gamecocks team? Yeah, I think when you're talking South Carolina football right now, it, it starts and ends with the quarterback position, very similar to what Georgia's going through right now. They, they've got a, a starter who's banged up and, and a backup that they feel pretty confident in. So it's just a matter of how quickly can they get that starter, Luke Doty, uh, up to full speed and, and get him back out on the field. Uh, in the meantime, it's been Zeb Nolan for the first two games, and and he's he's performed admirably. Uh, and, and I think you know he's a great story for Georgia fans that haven't uh, you know d- don't know his story. He's he's actually from Oconee County, so just down the road, this is a little bit of a homecoming game for him. Uh, but you know, he was a grad assistant just a couple weeks ago, uh, and and you know pl- played at Iowa State. Played at North uh, Dakota State and and you know did that this spring um, with North Dakota State at the FCS level and thought his football career was over. Decided to come on with Shane Beamer and the new staff here at South Carolina uh, in, in a grad assistant role. And once they uh, you know had had the quarterback issues with with a foot injury to Doty. he had a year of eligibility left, and they thought, well, hey, you know, you're a, you're a student. Let's let's get you enrolled. If if you're if you've got uh, you know any eligibility left, let's get you some pads. You know the offense, you know the system, and so he went out there, won the starting job for the first week, and and you know led them to a win there. Led them to a second win against East Carolina this past Saturday. So you know I I think it's it's like I said, it's very similar to Georgia's situation with the quarterbacks. They want to get Luke Doty back out there. He's their guy. Uh, he, he started the last couple of games of last season, very similar to JT Daniels. Uh, and, and you know, I, I think that he is probably, um, you know, the, the bigger threat among these quarterbacks. He, he's a mobile guy, can, can make some plays with his feet, uh, whereas Zeb Nolan is more of your traditional pocket passer. So that's that's where we started our conversation. We, we covered a lot of different things. Um, you know, so, some of these running backs and, and offensive weapons to watch. She's really high on Juju McDowell, who's a uh, freshman there. Uh, and, and, and she described him kind of as a small scat back in, in a way. Uh, you know, Kevin Harris is, is their marquee name. Uh, you know, is, is made his return to the field, missed the season opener, made his return this past Saturday. Uh, they've also got a guy, a, a name that Georgia fans are going to remember from his recruitment, Marshawn Lloyd. At running back, um, and, a, I was a jo- big, I was a big Marshawn Lloyd fan in high school. Man. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, uh, I hated hated that he suffered that injury last year. Um, but uh, that listen, that kid can play, no doubt. Yeah, and 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 South Carolina is four deep in that in that you know running back room. They've got Zaquandre Zaquandre White, uh, who leads the team in rushing. Juju McDowell, like I mentioned, Lloyd, like I mentioned, and Kevin Harris it has played in one game as opposed to the two for the other guys. Uh, and, and so, you know, look for all four of those guys to be making an impact. Um, you know, offensive line, they've got some struggles, uh, which which I think, you know, we, we kind of identified as, as the biggest area of concern for 
South Carolina, especially given the matchup that they're facing here with Georgia and, and this front seven, what Georgia's front seven has done. It, it's, it's a little bit of a you know mismatch there for the Gamecocks. Defensively, it, their strength, just like Georgia, their strength is in their front seven. They've got some veteran guys uh, up front there that, that could, you know, could give Georgia some trouble, especially with with Georgia's concerns and and uh, you know th- their desire to see more explosive plays in the run game. They're they're going to be trying to make you know make make an effort to to you know explode on the ground. Uh, I think that South Carolina front seven, uh, and it's really a front six for them. They run a four-two-five defense, uh, but but that, that 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 core group up front could give you some trouble. And, and then on the back end, they've got some guys uh, replacing two NFL uh, draftees in in JC Horn and Israel Mukuamu, uh, which is a name that, that Georgia fans remember from that 2019 game. He had a big game against uh, against Jake Fromm couple interceptions there but uh they've, they've replaced those guys uh with with cam smith is is the name that she brought up uh for them yeah. he's he's one of the leading tacklers for the game cox and uh you know certainly a, a veteran back there in that in that secondary so great preview with her we'll, we'll have more of that on the site uh later today and uh you know really appreciative of augusta for giving up some of her time to to preview the game cox for us yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, and, and she does a great job over there. I recommend people uh, looking for some Gamecocks coverage this week. Go check her out. Um, she's going to have you covered there. Um, whether right or wrong, I tend to judge rosters based on are these names I recognize? Are these guys I know? Because the way I view it, Georgia recruits as well as anybody in the nation. So you're getting if, – if you're involved with the same players as the Bulldogs – then you're probably recruiting some of the best players in the nation and landing some of the best players in the nation. South Carolina has a pretty formidable roster, I think, all things considered in that regard. Um, you know, you look back, and, and I remember a lot of these names. Uh, Kingsley and Nagbari, um, Jordan Birch uh, is a guy I think everybody probably remembers. Uh, Rick Sandage was somebody George was heavily involved in. Uh, uh, Zach Pickens as well. Uh, Randrikis Davis. For you old school recruiting fans, you may remember he was a one-time Georgia commit. Uh, in fact, I believe he's got a G tattooed on his uh, on his uh, bicep, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, uh, you know, they have some guys. They've got some some players. Like you said, though, I think the concern with South Carolina, if you are South Carolina, has to be: can you utilize some of these weapons you have behind what looks to be a bit suspect of an offensive line? And will will these guys have time? Will it, regardless of whether it's Doty or Nolan uh, going for them, will those guys have time to make plays? I'm really not very confident that they're going to be able to do that. I don't know that they're going to be able to get much push and create room for those uh, those running backs. I could see them maybe trying the uh, Florida approach from last year. You know, running that wheel route and and just uh, I mean. Clemson tried that several times as well, though. And so uh, you can tell Georgia practiced against that this year. Um, but overall, you know, like I said, I think it's a, I think that they are a talented team. They've got players. They've got guys who can do it. Um, but do they have guys who can do it consistent, consistently? And do you do have guys uh, who are going to be able to have the time to make an impact? Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, I just don't think there's a lot of fear around the South Carolina team. Uh, 
pulled out a tight one against East Carolina, who you felt like, you know, they may have been a little bit better. I mean, South Carolina should have been a little bit better than East Carolina. Um, and then it's pretty hard to take anything away from an Eastern Illinois win, um, I, I think, for any SEC team. So, um, you know, I, I guess uh, looking at this one, Palmer, um, you know, who are those guys that, that uh, you know, you're watching uh, when it comes to the Gamecocks? I, I know you mentioned some names Augusta had. Uh, how about yourself? Yeah, I think a name that you got to watch, and, and I go back to that 2019 game uh, and, and his breakout performance there, to carry on Joyner, who, who took over for the Gamecocks at quarterback in that game, was kind of their third-string quarterback uh, after they saw Jake Bentley go down, as, as well as um, – I'm blanking on his name. Uh, mm. I can't remember. I can't remember. Uh, and, it was a long time ago. There's been a lot of football. Yeah, a lot, a lot of football played in between. Yeah. Um, and, and so, um, you know, Joyner took over for them at quarterback, uh, and 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 kind of won that game for him. Uh, and and you know has made some plays with his legs there. Uh, and, and since then, he hasn't gotten much run at quarterback, uh, has been more focused on his role at wide receiver uh, and, and is third on the team in uh, second on the team in receptions, third on the team in yards, has a touchdown on there. Uh, and for him to make a return, uh, an impact in his return to Athens, um, you know, Augusta mentioned to me that that. You know, they, they talked to him about that game and, and how much uh, the emotions of that 2019 game still linger with him. Uh, his excitement, his it was kind of a coming onto the scene moment for him. And so, uh, you know, I, I would look at him as, as a guy. And then, like we said, there's there's a lot of names that we recognize uh, from the recruiting side of things that Georgia was involved with. Uh, you know, I think that there's there's a lot of guys that, that Will Muschamp certainly knows, uh, given the fact that he recruited and brought most of these guys to South Carolina. So there's a lot of motivation uh, from that team in Columbia. I, I think that there's a lot of guys that could break out. Uh, but for me, I'll look at to carry on Joyner uh, as, as a name uh, for South Carolina. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at their their wide receiver core, and they're not untalented. I mean, that's they got a pretty good group of guys over there. Uh, Chad Terrell's a guy I remember covering. Ortray Smith's a guy I remember covering. Um, you know, and and those those are older players for them, experienced guys. Uh, you know, can they make an impact? Like I said, that's going to come down to uh, probably what happens uh, with the offensive line uh, first and foremost, and. Uh, I like Georgia's chances uh, with with that matchup. I'll say that. Um, Ryan Holinsky was the quarterback. Yeah, there. there you go. There you go. That's right. That's right. Um, I remember Ryan well, actually. Um, I think let's uh, turn our focus though uh, to the Georgia side of things, and let's get on. Let's get the question that's on everybody's mind. JT Daniels, does he play? Does he not play this week? And then suddenly. Uh, you know, we're recording this on Wednesday, Tuesday night. You get the news from Kirby Smart that uh, Stetson Bennett maybe banged up a little bit. Uh, got a little lower back strain going on. Um, dogs, dogs got to get their stretching in, man. I mean, that, that looks like uh, what, what, what's uh, what's hampering them a little bit here. But you know, what's what's your feel on this quarterback uh, situation for Saturday? Yeah, I get the feeling that JT Daniels is going to give it a go Saturday. I, Kirby hasn't given any sort of indication that that is absolutely going to be the case. 
we don't have any insider knowledge as of now. Uh, but I do think I, I just get that feeling that, that you know, I, listening to what Kirby said about the injury uh, with, with the oblique strain for JT, it's something that happened ahead of Clemson. Yeah. And it's it's an injury that, that they didn't feel like they didn't feel like he, he took a big shot against Clemson. But when after going back and watching the film uh, that they that they noticed one hit in on the first drive of the game, I think he might have even said it, it was the first play of the game uh, that, that they think could have jarred that injury. Um, he played through it, obviously, for the rest of that cleansing game, woke up Sunday morning feeling a little bit sore, as I think most people would after battling a, a top five battle in, in, in that that defensive showdown. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a battle. It was a, a bruiser. And, and so, um, you know, I, I think that JT probably could have given it a go against UAB. I, I totally understand precautionary, you know, reasons for holding him out there and, and they didn't need him. They didn't need him. And so, you know, I, I think that now once you're into the sec schedule, you want your quarterback on the field, starting to, you know, continuing to build that chemistry with his wide receivers. Um, and, and, and I think you also want to have a, a backup quarterback that you feel very confident in. And I don't know that you want to risk further injury to, to Stetson Bennett uh, in a matchup like this. And so I think you, I think you trot JT out there, you let him, you know, do, do his, do his job. If, if he does his job, like, like Georgia fans have seen him do his job, Georgia's up in this game by three, four scores, you know, by halftime, maybe just after, and you get him out of there. You get him out of there. You turn to Carson Beck, who is, is the only 100% quarterback of that, of that group right now. Uh, if, as, if the game is out of hand and, and that Georgia has it in control, I think you turn to Beck over Bennett there because to, to allow Bennett that opportunity to get healthy, obviously Carson Beck has done enough. Uh, throughout camp, throughout the spring, you know, even going back to the spring and and, and last season, um, to earn that that second that second quarterback job, uh, and and you know, obviously, there was the mix up last week and and the decision to roll with Stetson over Beck, uh, and, and so I, I understand all of that. I think that the Georgia fans are probably quick to to throw Carson to the side and and say, oh well, you know, look at what Stetson did. He's our backup quarterback. Well, he can be your backup quarterback, but that doesn't mean that Carson Beck is is you know a throwaway. And and I think that he's done enough that you should feel confident in him to get in the game and close one out. You know, you you, you let JT you let JT get started, get the start, get them in control, and then you let Carson close it out. And 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 that's the kind of the way that I think that Georgia should should go, you know, handle, approach the rest of the season. I mean, whether it's, whether it's Bennett or Beck getting in there uh, late in games, if you've looked at teams across the country and, and the way that they have handled quarterbacks uh, in the past, they've, they've done it a lot more, uh, you know, where, where they've given some of those backup guys, some reps. I think Georgia fans want to see that. I think they want to see, and, and, and not just handing the ball off. I think they want to see, Carson Beck get an opportunity to throw the ball. I think they want to see Brock Vandegrift get an opportunity to throw the ball. I don't know that Brock will get an opportunity, but I, I think that, you know, there's a, there's a chance where you can let your starters handle their business, get ahead 
and then and then turn things over to your backup quarterback. Maybe even let him run with the first team wide receivers and first team offensive line and first team running backs. Just the weapons around him to to you know build up that confidence uh, with, with some you know talented players on the field. So I, I think that that's I, I get the feeling that JT is going to give it a go. Um, but like like we said, no insider information uh, yet, and and that that we feel uh, you know that I, I just get that feeling. No, I, I can understand why. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I mean, that makes sense to me as well. I was going to give you a little bit of hell for uh, saying that uh, yeah, you expected them to be up three scores going into the half. But I think Vegas feels the same way, man. I mean, the spread on this one's like 31 and a half, 32. Uh, so it, it's not like anybody's really, uh, you know, lacking for confidence in what George is going to be able to do offensively. Um I guess look well, and, and and Georgia might have been up three scores at the half last year against South Carolina. Yeah. Um I, I can't remember that one exactly, but it was uh I think it was 44-16 was the final. I mean, that wasn't a, a you know nail biter by any means. Sure. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. Um all right. Uh, I, I hit you with a little over under uh, in our first uh, our, our first show of the week, uh, recapping the UAB game. Uh, I got one for you today as well. Um, Georgia in the first two contests, uh, a total of 10 sacks. Um, they've hit the three mark. Uh, at, at, wait, they hit, had three last week against UAB. Uh, over under three sacks this week for the Georgia defense. I'll take the over there. I yeah. will. I will take the over there, given the concerns that South Carolina has up front on their offensive line, given the strength that that is for Georgia's defensive line. I think that again, we've mentioned it several times. You get into that SEC schedule, and, and it, it it amps up a lot. And and so you know, I think that you're going to see Georgia, uh, you know, kind of bring the same pressure that they brought against Clemson to to keep those quarterbacks uncomfortable to, you know, to make sure that if, if, you know, if it is Doty, Hey, you're, you're getting back on the field and, and, you know, welcome back. You know, this is a challenge. If it's Nolan, he's a pocket passer. You want to get after him and uh, you know make him uncomfortable in the pocket and knowing that he isn't going to beat you with his legs. So I'll take the over there. I can't, I can't believe Zeb Nolan's still in college, man. I mean, he was like the first cycle of kids I covered. I, and, and I'll tell you this, I was really high on him coming out of high school. I thought, I, I think Zeb's a good player. Um, I, I, you know, obviously now a lot of experience under his belt as well, but um, he was a guy that I, I really liked coming out of high school. Um, I'll take the over there as well for the obvious reasons. I mean, look, we, we talked about the struggles on the South Carolina offensive line. I think that is what it is. I, like I said, Adam Anderson kind of playing like a man possessed right now, uh, you know, kind of finding his way into the backfield pretty easily. Um, what happens if I change that number to five, which is the average of the first two games? Uh, you, you still going with the over there? I was just about to ask if it, what would happen if I changed it to four. I'll take the under on five. I feel like four is the number. Yeah, I feel like four is the number. I think three and a half would be a good line here. <laughs> uh, that that four, it, you know, four is probably the number for Georgia. 
I, I don't know that they get five sacks, but they've they've you know they put up seven against probably a, a better offensive line unit of of Clemson. I mean, obviously they unquestionably they were, in my opinion. I mean, they, you know, that more more talented. I'd say that more talent for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, a, a, an all around more talented team, uh, probably a more talented quarterback, definitely more talented quarterback. Uh, but, but, you know, a quarterback that, uh, you know, with a little bit less experience, um, you know, that, that was getting his first, uh, you know, action as, as South Carolina or excuse me, Clemson's quarterback. Uh, I, I, w- I would, I would take the under on five, but I'll, I'll take the over on three and, and looking at that four number uh, kind of right there as the sweet spot. I just love our hypothetical over-unders, man. We're, we're just over here playing Vegas ourselves. We're making our own prop bets. Uh, and I love that. Um, Dogs HQ book. That's right. That's right. Hey, we need to get that started. No shit. Um, uh, all right. Let's talk about, uh, you know, from the Georgia perspective, we focused a lot, I think, on, you know, the quarterback situation and some of these potential guys to watch for South Carolina. It's game three of the year. It feels like, you know, guys are still out there making a first impression and getting a chance. Anybody you're looking for on uh, the Georgia squad to kind of get out and uh, make an impression during this game? Yeah, I'll, I'll look to the running backs. I, I think that, uh, you know, with with how much that's been harped on this week and, and the explosiveness that we saw in the passing game, I, I think that you're probably going to see a little, you know, we, we saw the run game succeed against Clemson. We saw the passing game succeed against UAB. I think you're probably going to see a little bit more of a balanced approach, a balanced attack this week. Uh, but I, I do think that you're probably going to try and see Georgia – make some explosive plays with those running backs. James Cook, you know, he, he had a great run, um, you know, to find the end zone from 14 yards out. I, I thought he was down there for a second and, and you know, kind of looked away. And then all of a sudden I hear a little bit of a cheer and I'm like, whoa, there, you know, there's Cook going into the end zone. Uh, he, he stayed on his feet and had, and had to make sure to watch that replay to, uh, to get a full grasp of, of what happened there. Um, you know, so, so I think that Zamir White, James Cook, Kenny McIntosh, Kendall Milton, just, you know, that, that, that group of four, uh, you know, Kirby said yesterday that, that it, it doesn't surprise him that he, that they don't have a hundred yard rusher on the year in terms of, you know, a, a single game. Uh, and, and, you know, that, that never comes as a surprise to him. It probably comes as more of a surprise to him when they do have a hundred yard rusher because they still, you know, balance out those carries, but, he, he, he is surprised that they didn't, you know, have anyone higher than I think it was 34, 36 this past game uh, for Georgia against UAB as, as their leading rusher. I, I think you're probably going to find, find one of these guys that's, that's in that middle range between 100 and, and, and you know, 40. Uh, you know, look for I'll, – I'll take Zamir White or James Cook to uh, – and, and, I mean, really, any, of the, any, four, any one of those four is capable of doing it. Uh, but I'll take those two because they're – I'll take Zamir White. I'll take Zamir White putting up 60 yards, uh, 65 yards, and a at least a touchdown against South Carolina here. Uh, a little tough to pin you down on that one, man. Uh, you were you, you were bouncing around. You were trying to take the whole running back room. Uh, I agree with you. I think that uh, running backs, super motivated. Offensive line, you've got to think, too, uh, wants to open some holes for those guys. They've heard a lot about how you know UAB was able to stop them and, and contain this run game. I think that that's a situation where they feel that they can uh, gain an edge, and they, they want to show that. Um, I'm going to go with just – 
Because I can. Uh, I think I think Marcus Rosemey Jack Saint um, could have a good game on Saturday. I think that he's kind of been waiting on uh, one to pop, and um, I could see it happening this week. I think that uh, I, I just think he's kind of due defensively. I'm going to go with a guy who actually did really well last week, and that's Channing Tindall. I think that he's going to have a lot of motivation. Look, he's from South Carolina, played at Spring Valley, uh, was heavily recruited by the Gamecocks as well as the Bulldogs. So, you know, senior year, hey, you want to finish it out the right way. I think that uh, Channing goes back to what he did in that game, too. Um, That's a good pick with Tindall. He's, he's been probably one of the most impressive defensive players for me so far this year. He's, he's second on the team in tackles. But, you know, I, I, and, and I've told some people that, that I think he's, he's making a case as to be the top linebacker in that room. The Kobe Dean is certainly going to, um, you know, is going to draw some attention. And, and it's, it's probably – you know, it, let's say they get equal number of runs. Nicobe's probably going to win it out, uh, you know, especially with his big performance against two sacks against uh, Clemson. But I, I think Channing is, has shown uh, that he's certainly in, in the, capable of being that kind of linebacker uh, for Georgia here early in 2021. Um, all right. Um, couple last uh, housekeeping things. Um uh, make sure to get over to Dogs HQ. We're going to start our mailbag here soon. Um, get that open up on the podcast and uh, give you an opportunity to get your questions answered. So if you want to talk with us, uh, hop on, drop your questions. We'll get to as many as we can uh, each week, or maybe we'll just pick one good one and roll with that. So make, make sure you stand out as well. Um, all right. I won't be in Athens this week. I'm on the road traveling, going to go see some recruits. Uh, should have some real fun stuff for you on Monday coming out of that. Um, but Saturday in Athens, right? Palmer, where are you eating and drinking this week, buddy? Man, it's, it's a night game, so there's a lot of opportunities to, uh, to get out and, and experience the classic city beforehand. Um, man, I don't know. I don't know. I uh, I'll, I'll throw loaded, fully loaded in there. Uh, I'll, I'll look at the five points area, fully loaded or 706, two of my uh, favorite spots over there in that in that area, neck of the woods. Okay. All right. All right. Good pick. I, I haven't done fully loaded. I need to check it out. Um, great wings. Great wings. If, if you're in town on a Wednesday midweek, I know a lot of our fans here are, uh, are more of the weekend crew coming into town for games. But if you're ever in town on or a local here in Athens, their uh, their wing Wednesday deal is is uh you know outstanding. <laughs> listen, listen to this man. We got to get look. We need to get fully loaded sponsoring because Palmer Tom's over here giving them some major love uh, with Wing Wednesday. Um, I'm not gonna be there, but if I were, I'll tell you, uh, I'm heading to Kelly's Jerk this week. Go get you some jerk pork. Go get the rice and peas. Get you some mac. Get some collards. Get the spicy squash. Get the spicy cabbage. The key is get the extra cornbread. The cornbread at Kelly's second to none. I like some sweet cornbread. I like all cornbread, just to be fair. Um, and Man, we're really hitting five points hard. I know, I know, I know. Shout out to five points this week. Um, and as far as uh, drinks go, hey, nothing like a fresh, cold Tropicalia down there at the normal bar. Uh, great outside seating there, too. So uh, uh, a lot of fun. Always a good time. Might have had a couple there last Friday myself. So I uh, got to recommend it but just based on that alone. All right, Palmer, anything else you got for the folks today? No, just excited to see a night game in, in Sanford Stadium again. Uh, it is certainly going to be an exciting atmosphere. Open the ICC schedule and, uh, you know, really excited to be there. 
Hey, look. Hope, hopefully the weather holds off. Hopefully yeah. the weather holds off. No question. Yeah, it's, it's not a great forecast for the rest of the week in, in Athens, but, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully that rain pushes through and, and that it's uh, clear skies for, for a great night, a night sky. Hey, look, I don't think rain's going to deter anybody. G- Georgia fans will be well-oiled uh, for this one. I promise you with a 7 o'clock kickoff, uh, they're probably still shaking off that 7 o'clock kickoff against uh, Clemson's. Uh, but, you know, hey, nothing like a little hair to the dog to take care of that, right? Um, all right, wrapping it up here. Uh, make sure to come join us at Dogs HQ. Come check us out. Um, I, I think you'll really like what you have to see. Uh, community's growing every day, and we're excited for that. Thanks to all the people who are already on board, and thanks to you who will be on board soon because we know you're coming. Um, <laughs> so, for my man Palmer Toms, I'm Jake Roos. This has been Dog Walk Talk. Thanks for tuning in. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-427 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.